All right, welcome to BibleTuddy.net, Bible study without the bologna sandwich. We're back for some more today, and uh, we're starting our new series called Under the Influence. This is part one of five in the series, and uh, we're we're gonna dig in, and we're gonna what we're really gonna be talking about here is the miracle of life, and how God brought us from death to life, and how much of a miracle that is. And uh, Lee is currently muted, but he's got it figured out. So, you know, the the first question I had, you know, Lee, for you personally, have you ever witnessed a miracle? An out-and-out miracle? Yeah. No? But I, you know, for the, uh, I know that you actually probably have, and I know that you would agree that uh, when you came to the faith, that was actually a miracle when you really think about it. Think about the fact that you were spiritually dead, born dead in sin, and God raised you to life and made you aware of the gospel message. Would you consider that a miracle? Uh, uh, that's a matter of uh, that's a matter of perspective. I would say because. Uh, Miracles, you know, usually when you hear the word miracle, you see you see something that's uh, impossible. For uh, I guess that would be called a miracle, depending on your perspective. You know, because God. If you consider that impossible. impossible for a dead person to be raised back. Well, to life. I think it's a miracle. Well, I think it's a miracle that you have Christians. You even have people who call themselves children of God today, when. Uh, all these things took that happened to Christ took place two thousand years ago. Yeah, you see what I mean. So, so I think it's I, a miracle that I guess the, I think it's a miracle that you even have a, a Bible in your hands. You know, yeah. a collection, the collection of the <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I you think know, that's I, a miracle. I, I, the, what yeah. made the topic come to mind is you always hear people talking about the miracle of childbirth. You know, this amazing right. miracle that happens, and now you have a child. Well, we were born a different way uh-huh. by the Spirit. Right. And if it, if it weren't through divine intervention, we wouldn't have been, right? And so, right. you know, right. it's actually, you know, the spiritual death that we were under, uh-huh. God was able to display the miracle of life that he gave us through that. Right. So, I mean, that's, that's you know, a pretty cool display of power, really. You know, we died mm-hmm. through Adam. And uh, now God will will raise us back to life, and we can be spiritual again. That's that's yep. amazing, you know. When you really look at the biblical truths, um, so you know, and you think about what the greatest miracle performed by let's even just say by Jesus, what's the greatest miracle that you could perform on this earth, and what was probably the most popular one that got everybody so riled up, you know, towards his last days on, on earth that Jesus performed. Mm. I would say, you know, when he brought Lazarus out of the grave, people were freaking out, going wild. And that's that's when the word was spreading. And, uh, Uh you know, the the opposing people were getting really pissed off. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, man. So, I mean, really, essentially, you know, you, you have in the Old Testament, we learned how death entered into this world. And then in the New Testament, it teaches us how God defeated death and brought life back into the world again. And, uh, you know, what what do we truly offer God when we come to faith? 
Lee, what would you say that our gift to God is if you were going to, you know, look at what we actually do offer him? You know, there's 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 really, you know, I'd say little to nothing. But if you could think of a couple of things that we do offer him, what would what would you think of? Well, man, you offer him praise, thanksgiving. Yeah, but I'd say prior to regeneration, Uh, like prior to regeneration, what did you have to offer God? Nothing. Sin, unrighteousness. I, you know, I we didn't get, have anything. I didn't. I didn't sin. have anything. Yeah, I didn't have anything that I could offer God of, that that was worthy of, of offering it to God. Right. Yeah, but yet Jesus took. Anything. But yet Jesus took your unrighteousness and give sin my, and exchanged right. it for His righteousness. You know, so there was a great yeah. exchange there that took place. Yeah. But we weren't really saying here have my sin. He was saying. I'm going to take that from you and you're going to, you're coming with me, you know, <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. you're good. You're good now. Yeah. Um, so, right. you know, and you look at a, a few passages that are often used to, to, um, to actually demote, you know, the power of God and uh, make it dilute and water down grace. You know, people will use the passage in Hebrews. Often you hear pastors say today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion. And you say, okay, so we can harden our hearts. That proves, you know, that we we have power over our, our you know, over our salvation, right? We can we can choose to harden our hearts. Um, what does this passage say uh, in opening? Um, what does this passage say in opening? Who says today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion? Um, I forget, forget where the question was going. What does the passage say in opening? Um, does it say if the if the spirit is saying this, um, who can hear it? Can natural man hear it? Mm-hmm. Or no, that's can that's natural man hear it. it. No, so they where, cannot. What does it say in opening before it says that? I, I was misreading the question. What does it say before it says today? If you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. It says, so as the Spirit says, so as the Holy Spirit says, right? So the Holy Spirit's saying this. The Holy Spirit's saying, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. So if the Spirit is saying it, who's hearing it? Is natural man hearing this message? Or is this message being being promoted to those who have the ears to hear, those who are being regenerated and are now able to hear it? What do you think, Lee? I would think I would think it would be those who are being regenerated. Yeah, so it's a spiritual teaching, right? I mean, other people can hear you talking, but they will have no idea what that means. But uh, yeah, the rege- the regenerate will hear it and understand, you know, that he's talking to their to their to their spirits to their soul. Yeah, because the spirit said it. Uh, so okay. you know, when we twist scripture into a free will type view. Is you know how they kind of label it today. This free will makes it sound very freeing, but it's really the opposite. But people often mm-hmm. believe that evangelism is not necessary if God is fully sovereign. I and mean, if God was in control, you know, people are always saying, "Well, then what do we have to do with it? Just don't do anything. Quit your job. Quit everything." But that's just a human error. The truth is that the apostles understood God's sovereignty and still evangelized. Well, well let's, let's let's ask another question, though. Let's ask another question. Let's ask the opposite before we attempt to uh, justify God being sovereign. What's mm-hmm. the opposite? If God is not sovereign, we are. 
Now, now what's the situation? Yeah, we're sovereign. If we're sovereign, what does God have to do with it? Right. What's love? What does got Christ to do have it? to do with it? What does Christ? What's love got to do with it? Exactly. <laughs> what does love have to do with it? What does God have to do with anything? Yeah, nothing. You know, I mean, truly, you, you take in, you take in, you take God out of the equation, you have nothing. Yeah. You 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 have nothing. If God is not in control, then there's, there's nobody in control. That's like saying if, if the captain and the is not in control of the plane. Come on, man. Yeah. So the apostles knew. <laughs> you know, they just knew that only the the born again would hear their message, but they still didn't stop right. preaching it because that's God's work they're doing. Uh, right. Only God's elect would understand what was being said through the Spirit. And here's a passage that shows us directly that that truth directly is. 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 2, verse 13 through 16, uh, we, we read, This is what we speak, not in words taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, explaining spiritual realities with Spirit-taught words. The person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, but considers them foolishness, and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the Spirit. The person with the spirit makes judgments about all things, but such a person is not subject to merely human judgments. For who has known the mind of the Lord as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Now that's impressive. Who's going to judge our minds as believers because we have the mind of Christ? Mm -hmm. So, you know, the mind of Christ is what gives us this understanding. And so you're going to say that natural man is, is understanding these things and then being born again, it doesn't have a lot of power to it. It takes the miracle no. of life out of it and turns um, an evangelism on its flips it over. I mean, when you, when you realize this, you realize that today's view of evangelism is really a work of the flesh. If spiritually dead people can call on the Lord, then spiritually dead people can also preach the gospel. Uh, the view waters down the miracle of life so much that mankind devised a system of being born again that often requires a prayer or an altar call or a baptism. Uh, the glaring problem is that no natural person can raise the dead. Spiritual birth is from God, and we ought to have a great deal of respect for that. Wouldn't you agree, yeah. Lee? Yeah, I would agree. So, uh, yeah. so let's dig in. Let's get into the nitty gritty like we always do. We'll hit these passages and we'll talk about them. And, uh, you know, just uh, there is so many passages, you know, we'll we'll try to get through all these. And uh, there's so much support for this view that it's it's overwhelming. You know, if you look at the other side of the coin, you know, you have a bunch of passages that kind of just say the same thing. We have a choice. We have a choice. I chose, choose the Lord, but what is the influence, right? You know, we're talking about the influence behind the choice. We all know we make choices, but what's influencing those? You know, you take a drink of water, you know, what influenced that decision? You were thirsty, you know? (laughs) If you weren't thirsty because God created you with a body that thirsts, what would make you choose a drink of water? Exactly. So, so yeah, let's let's dig in. Is mankind good, you know, by nature? Is natural man good? You know, we look at uh, Ecclesiastes uh, chapter 7, verse 29. See this alone, I found that God made man upright, but they have sought out many schemes. So, you know, he made us upright. What? Way back in Adam and Eve, I would say, you know, at the beginning, you know, he made us Mm -hmm. upright. 
<laughs> but they saw yep. out many schemes. He he yep. let it happen. <laughs> uh, Romans why chapter did, five. But why did he let it happen? Yeah, we were just talking about that uh, on a on a call the other day. Go ahead and explain it. You know, it's a good that's a good topic. Why? Why? Why yeah, did all why that did happen? he let it happen? Why did he let it happen? Because he had a plan he put into he was putting into effect that only he knew about. The the people in the uh, Old Testament, especially Adam and Eve, they didn't know. They didn't know God's plan. Right. All they knew was they were created. All they knew was they were created. They were told not to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But they didn't know God's plan. Right. You see, they didn't yeah. know. Uh, and Abraham, he gave Abraham a glimpse when Abraham was born. He called Abraham out of the uh, land of uh, of uh, uh, what was it Haran? I think so. He called he called Abraham. Abraham, uh, uh, he only gave Abraham a glimpse of what was to come. Yep. A glimpse, but it wasn't fully clear. Yeah. It's only made cl- it's only made clear when when the promise that's given to Abraham is fulfilled. Yeah. Christ. Yeah, and yep. you look at the beginning too. Adam and Eve were spiritually alive when they were born in the image of God because mm-hmm. they were spiritually alive, but. There was right. a caveat, you know, you'll be good if you don't eat from that tree. That's right. <laughs> this right. time, you'll be uh, fine. you know, as we're going to learn as we go on through under the influence, once we become under the influence of Christ, there is no there is no caveat any longer. He's defeated right. that exception to the rule. We don't we don't yep. we're not going to fall back under death and spiritual death. We're not we're not going to lose the spirit this time around. 